We're right at the bottom of 45B of Memheim and Beis. And the Gemara is in the middle of having this conversation, this three-way machleik as, as to how many times you should make a bracha on the lulav. Sukkah is lulav, seven days each day of bracha, and sukkah is only one day of bracha. Is the lulav one day of bracha, sukkah seven day of bracha? Third opinion is that perhaps both of them are each day you make one bracha when you go into the sukkah the first time and when you shake the lulav the first time. So the Gemara then finished by saying that the opinion, the last opinion that we stated is that both of them are seven-day brachas, that you make a bracha each and every day. And Rav Yosef says, Rabbi Barbachana should be the one who we follow in halacha. And Rabbi Barbachana said that you make a bracha on the sukkah seven days and the bracha on the lulav only one day. So Mesve, the Gemara challenges this. Turning to Membalo Menalaf. If someone makes a lulav for himself, in other words, he ties together the, the lulav and the hadas and the arava, therefore he should say, Blessed you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, who has kept us living and has preserved us and enabled us to reach this season. Not when he takes it to fulfill the mitzvah obligation on sickness itself. He should say, Then he says, he makes a bracha, blessed you, Hashem, our God, massive universe, who has sanctified us with the commandments and commanded us regarding taking the lulav. And even though he makes a bracha on the, on the very first day, he makes another bracha each and every day of sukkot. If someone makes a sukkah for his own use, as opposed to making a sukkah for someone else to use, he should say at the time that he finishes, right? Blessed are you, Hashem, who has kept us alive and sustained us until this day. When he goes in to dwell in the sukkah, he should say, he should make a bracha of that has commanded us to dwell in the sukkah. Once he makes the bracha on the first day, he no longer makes the bracha again. So the Gemara says, you just told us that Allah follows the opinion of Rabbi Barachana. Oh, Rabbi Barachana says that you make a bracha on the sukkah each and every day, all seven days, and you make a bracha on the lulav only the first day. Well, this contradicts it in both matters. Kasha lulav lulav, kasha sukkah sukkah. First of all, when it comes to the lulav, it tells us you make a bracha on each and every, uh, uh, sorry, only on the first day. And when it comes to the sukkah, it tells us that you make a bracha, in this case, it tells us you make a bracha on the sukkah only on the first day and not on the other days. Which is contradicts with Rabbi Rabbachana in both circumstances. The Gemara says, You cannot ask questions from one case of the Lulav to the other case of the Lulav. When it says that you make a bracha on the Lulav each and every day, that's referring to when the Besamekdash is still around and there's an obligation on a Torah level to bring the Lulav each and every day. When it says you don't make a bracha each and every day separately, that's referring to when the Besamekdash is no longer standing and there's no longer an obligation to, on a Torah level to bring the Lulav each and every day. Ela sukkah, sukkah, kasha. But with the contradiction of comparing one case of the sukkah to the other case of the sukkah, that seems to be a contradiction. That's a difficulty. Right? Because in one case, in, in the Rabbi Bachana seems to say that you only make the bracha on the sukkah, um, uh, sorry, make the bracha on the sukkah all seven days. And here it says you only make the bracha on the sukkah on the first day and no more. Gemara says tanaihi. You have to say it's machlik tanaihi. The tanya we learned in a raisa. Tefillin, when it comes to the mitzvah of tefillin, kolzman shemanichan, the entire time that one puts them on, no matter how many times you take it off and put it back on, in any single day, you have to make a new bracha. Divri Rebbe, words of Rebbe. Chachamam say, Chachamam say, you only make a bracha once in the morning, and that is it. Itmar. 
we have a conversation that was stated. So Abaya says that Allah follows the opinion of Rebbe, that you have to make a bracha every time you put it on. And Rabbi says Allah follows the Chakamim, that you make the bracha once in the morning and then you're, you're done for the entire day of filling. Mari, who's the son of Shmuel's daughter, who unfortunately we know was, uh, was taken advantage of by a non-Jewish person. And she gives birth to the son who ends up becoming a, a, a very righteous rabbi. So he says, Chazina leila rabba, deloy avet kishmait say, I saw that rabba himself doesn't hold like his halacha. Because rabba himself actually made a new blessing each and every time he put on filling. Ella mocked him, so he woke up early in the morning, he would get up and he would go to the bathroom. Bin Dafek, he would come out, Umashi Yadeha, and he would wash his hands, Umanach Tillin, he put on his pillow, and Mavarak, he'd make a bracha. The next time he has to go to the bathroom, Ayla basically say, We go into the restroom. Bin Nafek, Umashi Yadeha, he would go, he would come out, he would wash his hands, Umanach Tillin, he put on his pillow, and Mavarak, he'd make a bracha. And we too do like Rebbe, and we make a bracha on the sukkah all seven days of sukkah. I saw there a puppy. Every time we put on tefillin, we make a bracha. Whenever they would actually touch their tefillin, they would make a bracha. The mitzvah making bracha on lulav is all seven days. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Amar Yeshua ben Levi says, And the first day of sukkahs, then you have a mitzvah of lulav, and then you make that bracha. After that, it's only a mitzvah of the zikainim. We say zikainim, we mean the elders. What do we mean in this context? We mean it is rabbinic, and therefore it does not require a, a bracha. To be clear, that's not to say that every mitzvah that's only derabanan does not require bracha. Sometimes there's mitzvah derabanan that does require bracha. But in a case where you have a mitzvah de'araisa, and then you have a mitzvah derabanan added on to that. So the Chachamim wanted us to distinguish between the mitzvah de'araisa and the mitzvah derabanan and said the mitzvah de'araisa, the Torah level mitzvah, there we require a bracha, but the rabbinic one we do not. Each and every day when you take the lulav, it is only a mitzvah of the Chachamim, of the elders. And the Gemara now says, what are you talking about? We have already established that the first day of Sukkot is a mitzvah de'araisa. It's a Torah level mitzvah to take a, a lulav. You have to say, excluding the first day. But after that, it's only mitzvah de'araisa. If so, then that Rabbi Yitzchak is not coming to add anything. That's what Rabbi Shubham Levi already said. So rather say like this. And so too Rabbi Yitzchak said that like Rabbi Shubham Levi, that only the first day is the right. Baf Rav Savar Kol Shiva Mitzvah Slov, and even Rav held that all seven days is the Mitzvah taking the Lulav. Dam Rav Chia Barashi Amar Rav Chia Barashi said the name of Rav. Hamad like Neres Al Chanukah, someone lights the Chanukah Neres. Taruch Lebarach he has to make a bracha. Rabbi Yirmiyah, Rabbi Yirmiyah says, Haraya Neres Al Chanukah Taruch Lebarach. Somebody sees the Neres of Chanukah, he has to make a bracha. May Mevarach, what bracha does he make? Am Rav Yehuda Yim Rishin on the first day. He did this in Shabbos already, right? On the first day of, of Hanukkah, the person who's lighting the Menorah, he makes three brachas, right? He makes a Shechiyanu, Sheasanisim, and Lahadliknek. And someone who sees it only makes a bracha of Shechiyanu and, and um, Lahadliknek. I'm sorry, Sheasanisim. Mikan Be'elech, from here on, Madlik Mavarech Shtayim, Varoya Mavarech Achas. And after the first day of Hanukkah has passed, the person in lighting candles will only make two brachas, the Shasanisim and Ashakidishanam Saisav Lebar Lahadik there. 
And someone who sees it would only make the bracha of Asha'asa. Because you don't make a Shachiyanu again once you make Shachiyanu. The first night, you're done. Where did command us? This is only rabbinic, a rabbinic enactment. Chanukah is not on a Torah level. It's only rabbinic enactment. It says in the Torah last week, two weeks ago, parasha, it says, Lo sasur, right? In Shaiftim, it says, You shall not turn aside from that which the sages teach you. Since the Torah itself gives us the source that we have to listen to the Chachamim, so therefore it becomes a Torah level obligation to listen to the sages. He says, a different source. It says, You shall ask your father and he will tell you. And that teaches you that when your father, when the Chachamim teaches you the halacha, that itself becomes on a Torah level obligation. Nachman Yitzchak said Rab's halacha explicitly. He didn't just make a deduction from what happened at Hanukkah. Amar Rav, Kol Shiva Mitzvah Lulav. All seven days it is a mitzvah to take the lulav. Tanur Rabbanu we learned in Baisa. It's a sukkah la'atzma. If someone makes a sukkah for his own purposes, Amar Baruch Shachiyanu Bikiyanu Bikiyanu Lazman Azay. He says, Blessed is the one who has kept me alive and sustained me until this time. If he comes in to dwell into a sukkah, Amar he says, Baruch Asher Kedishanu. Blessed is the one who sanctified us to sleep in the sukkah. The sukkah was already standing for a different reason. If he can change something about it, he should make a bracha. If not, when he comes in to dwell there, he should make two brachas. Ravashi Ravashi says, Rev Kahana would make all these brachas while holding the cup for Kiddush, you'd make all the brachas at the same time. And indeed, this is what we do today, right? When you come into the sukkah, you make all three brachas. Whoever makes Kiddush makes all three brachas the first night, and then after that, makes the, only the, the, the two brachas of Asher Kiddushanu. Um, sorry, make not, not two brachas, only one bracha after that, which is at Leishi Basukkah. First night is two brachas, Asher Kiddushanu, Shachiyanu, and also Leishi. Tanur Abanu, we learned in advice. If someone has many mitzvahs in front of him to do at the same time, it's about all the mitzvahs. He doesn't differentiate between all the different mitzvahs individually. make a on each and every one individually. What's the reason for Yehuda? As it is written, Baruch Hashem Yom Yom. Blessed is Hashem each and every day. In other words, you have to, although te- technically you could say, Blessed is Hashem once, and that would satisfy it, that would be sufficient. But obviously, each and every time we express our appreciation, it's a different, unique, uh, discrete unit. And so, too, when it comes to each and every mitzvah. Do we make a bracha by the day? And at night, we don't make a bracha. What's this passage coming to? Each and every day, give it, give that day its specific brachas that are appropriate for that day. So to over here, each and every uh, mitzvah, give it its special bracha. Come and see how not like the mitzvahs of Akadosh Baruch who are the mitzvahs of Basar Adam of flesh and blood. Midas Basar Adam, the, the characteristics of someone who is flesh and blood. Kli Reikan, you have an empty vessel. Turn the page now. Machsik, machsik, it can contain whatever you put into it. Mole, if it's already full, ain't a machsik, it can't contain anything more, it's already full. Avamidas Akadish Baruchu, but Hashem is not like that. Mole, machsik, you have a full vessel, it can contain. Reikan, ain't a machsik, an empty vessel cannot contain. Shinemra says, 
that it, it shall be that if you come to listen, right, then you will listen. If you listen, then then you'll continue to listen. But if you don't listen, you will not come to listen. You see that the person who's already listening, then he gets to listen. The person who's not already listening, he can't listen. Another matter. If you were listening to that which you heard previously, then you'll be able to accept and understand and inculcate that which you hear in the future. If your heart will turn away from the Torah, then you'll no longer be able to hear it. So we said, continuing to analyze the Mishnah, we said that they would grab the lulav and the esrik from the hands of the children after the mitzvah was satisfied on the seventh day. It is forbidden to eat the esrik on the seventh day. On the eighth day, it is permitted to eat. Why? Because at the beginning of the seventh day, you still have not fulfilled your final day of the mitzvah with it on the seventh morning, right? And since you haven't yet fulfilled it, it already becomes, it, it, it's it is set aside for its mitzvah. And once it's set aside for its mitzvah, it's set aside the entire seventh day. So until the eighth day, it's not permitted to actually eat it. Sukkah, the sukkah, even on the eighth day, is even forbidden to benefit from it. But says, as long as you finish fulfilling your mitzvah obligation with the esrog, even on the seventh day, it is permitted to eat. But my what is there? Mishlakish says it's only set aside for doing its mitzvah. holds that since it has the ability to fulfill its mitzvah on the seventh day, the entire eighth day it is. I'm sorry, the entire seventh day it is set aside and not able to benefit from. It says the mission that as soon as the seventh day mitzvah is over, then you would take it away from the children right away. My love, who had in the gedolim, is it not that the same halacha for taking from an elder, an older person who is already in the mitzvah category, who has the ability to render something iskatsoi to be set aside, which would render it not able to be benefited from on Yom Tif, if not for the fact that we say that it's only unable to benefit from while the actual mitzvah has not yet been fulfilled. But once the mitzvah has been fulfilled, you can actually benefit from it. Where it says, loy, not approved. Tinoik is tafka. Especially, specifically, when it comes to children, that you're able to benefit from the esrig as soon as they fulfill their mitzvah. But if it would be an adult, you wouldn't be able to benefit from it. Ikadami, another version is like this. From the hands of the children, you can take out the lulav and you can eat the light. Only children, but not adults. Who had in No, even if they were adults, you could still take it out of their hands. Why did they take as children? It was teaching the standard type of case where people would be willing to take an esrog from a child. Taking candy from a baby, but you're not really taking esrog from an adult, even if technically speaking it would have been okay because they've already fulfilled their mitzvah and no longer is it set aside. Only a couple of Baba says to Abaya, according to Rabbi Yechanan's understanding, why is it that the sukkah is forbidden the entire seventh day, but the esrog is already permitted as soon as you fulfilled your mitzvah? Amalei says, sukkah, the chazil of the sukkah, which can be used during Bainashmashis, during the twilight period on the seventh day. If you wanted to eat a meal right at the twilight zone of seventh day, you would have to stay in the sukkah. And you would have to eat in the sukkah. It's set aside for Benashmashas. Once it's already set aside during twilight, so then it's already set aside for the entire day, the entire eighth day. Esrik, but the Esrik. 
The loy chazi lebeinashmashes that is not set aside for the for the beinashmashes time period for the twilight time period loy yiskatzay lebeinashmashes then it's not set aside for the the twilight for loy yiskatzay lekuliyam dishmini and then it is not even set aside for the eighth day either. But Levi Amar, but Levi says esr afilu b'shmini asr esr even on the eighth day is forbidden. The avua dishmuel Amar, but the father Shmuel said. Esrig b'shi aser b'shmini mutar. Esrig on the seventh day is forbidden. On the eighth day is permitted. Come Abu Adishmuel b'shi tasid Levi. Abu Adishmuel is the father. Shmuel is clearly coming with the opinion of Levi. Come Reb Zera b'shi tasid Abu Adishmuel. Reb Levi Reb Zera then went with the opinion of the father Shmuel. Then Reb Zera Reb Zera said Esrig shenif salah aser loich lekol sheva. An Esrig that has become no longer able to be used as an Esrig is still forbidden to eat all seven days. Am Reb Zera. You should not give over the Haishana, a bundle of uh, the lovin, to the child on the first day of Yom Tif, right? Unless you've already fulfilled the mitzvah. What's the problem? The problem is, like the Gemara, my time, what's the reason? The Yenuka, Mikna Kani. The Yenuka, the child under the age of 12, is already able, to, or 13 for a boy, is already able to take possession halachically of an object, and they'll own it on a rabbinic level. However, they will not have the ability to give it over to someone else. So if you have not yet fulfilled your mitzvah, and it's the first day, in which case it has to actually belong to the person who's trying to fulfill their mitzvah. If you give it to a child, they will take possession. They will not be able to remove possession. And it'll come out that the person who's trying to fulfill their mitzvah with this lulav is not able to fulfill their mitzvah. Um, it doesn't belong. It doesn't actually belong to the. It belongs to the child enough that he's not able to give over possession of it. Right. So even though it belongs on a rabbinic level, he's not able to give over possession of it. A person should never say to a child, "I'm going to give you something." And then don't give it to him. Because you're going to teach him to lie. She never says, You have taught their tongues to speak uh, lies. And it's like If you set aside seven Esregim for the seven days of Yamta, one day, one Esreg a day, each and every one, it is Yetzaba. You have to fulfill your obligation with each one. Either right away. Each and every one, you should fully miss with it and then eat it the next day. But Mike, what is their machlekes? One of them holds that the mitzvah, the esrik, is set aside for its mitzvah. That it's not just set aside for the mitzvah time period, it's also set aside for the entire day. Once it's set aside for part of the day, it's set aside for the entire day. We who are in the Golos and keep two days of Yantif, what do we do for those two days of Yantif? On the eighth day, which might be the seventh day, it's the Suffolk Shvi. So, therefore, it's the doubt whether it might really be the seventh day. You're not allowed to benefit from it yet. Tishi, on the ninth day, the Suffolk Shmini, which is a doubt if it's the eighth day, Mutter is permitted to benefit from it. Amar says, even if it's the eighth day, which is a doubt, if it's really the seventh day, it is already permitted to benefit from it. In Surah, they would do like Umar. did according to the opinion of Abaya. Allah follows the opinion of Abaya. son of the son of Shmuel of Ashilas. Says in the name of Rab, Shmini Suffolk Shvi, this eighth day, which is, might be the seventh day, 
Shvi the Sukkah, we consider it to be the seventh day when it comes to staying in the Sukkah. Ushmini the Bracha, however, it's considered to be the eighth day when it comes to making the Bracha. So on the eighth day of Shmini Atzeres, outside Chutzlara, outside of Eretz Yisrael, so you actually still stay in the Sukkah, but you no longer make a Bracha. Rabbi says, Shmini is considered to be the eighth day, both for the Sukkah and for the Bracha as well. Mesiv, when it comes to staying in the Sukkah on the eighth day, because it might really be the seventh day, and everyone agrees you should still stay in the sukkah. I don't tell Hasidim about this Gemara. Where do they argue? Live a bruche. When it comes to making the bracha, the sukkah turning the page now, right? According to the one who says that it's considered to be the seventh day for the sukkah, bruche nami mevarchinan, you should also take a bracha on it. According to the one who says it is the eighth day, both for the bracha and for the sukkah, bruche mevarchinan, you no longer make a bracha on the sukkah when you are there on the eighth day. Okay? Like I said, Hasidim don't seem to go like this Gemara. Hasidim no longer stay in the Sukkah at all on the eighth day, and they also do not um, make a bracha, right? But technically, what one should be doing is they should be in the Sukkah on the eighth day, but no longer make a lay-shaped Sukkah. In terms of, do we treat it as in terms of sleeping in the Sukkah? That's a famous machlekes. Most people, even litvaks, do not sleep in the Sukkah on the eighth day of Sukkah, right? However, the Vilna Gayan held that on the eighth day of Sukkah, you still sleep in the Sukkah. Of course, you do not. I, I think even the Vilna Gayan agrees you do not make a bracha on the eighth day of sukkah, but in terms of actually sleeping there, the Vilna Gayan held that even on the eighth day you should sleep in uh, sukkah.